Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Noah has a mustache. It's a look. I love the mustache. Okay, so I had a deep conversation with my wife about Noah's look, and we both concluded that we really like it, and we're really upset that the mustache is gone. Thank you. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Everyone, welcome to our grown-ass podcast. It's a grown-ass show where we discuss grown-ass men and grown-ass women and their grown-ass adventures on a grown-ass show you might have heard of called The Bachelorette. And last night, we finally closed the door on grown-ass woman Claire Crawley, and we devoted 100% of our attention to fellow grown-ass woman Tasha Adams. You know, I think if we say grown-ass a few more times, the word will finally officially lose all meaning for me. And here to get into it and say grown-ass a few more times with us is correspondent and host of the Vice News Reports podcast, Arielle Duhame-Ross. Arielle, it's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you. As a grown-ass woman, uh, I feel really privileged to, to be here right now on this smoke show of a show. I mean, if you weren't a grown-ass smoke show familiar with other grown-ass <laughs> smoke shows, we would have had to cancel this appearance. But um, luckily, it all worked out. I'm very happy to be here. You know, we dive right into the episode because Tasha had canceled that rose ceremony. We have kind of a, a cliffhanger episode halfway through a cycle so we dive back in with a group date so i think we should do the same and just jump right in um we're starting off with a group date featuring montel ivan damar ben chasen ed bennett and joe what a lineup and (laughs) tasha greets them and guides them into a dark conference room they're just like every date is basically in a conference room which is all they have It's actually really brutal and very, I don't know, it just really totally takes me out of the show at this point. Like, I cannot stop thinking about the crew, the lighting, what it takes to make these rooms look good, which is a lot, honestly, because they're failing 
every time. Yeah, it's it just, must take right. a lot because they're not doing enough. I mean, it's the one huge downside, I feel like, of doing it on it like all in the resort, which in many ways I think the resort is nicer than the mansion. There's more room for the guys to spread out. Like, it's a nice right. new visual. But then whenever the group date comes along, they're in the same sort of event space with different hangings on the walls and different uh, high school theater props. They need more dates just like just in the pool. At least you have natural light. Exactly. Anything for the natural light. Um, (laughs) Send them out into the brush, you know, like whatever you've got to do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so, okay, as a science, I'm a science reporter. So like as a science reporter, I, I keep wondering like, well, the whole crew is quarantining, like they can put them in a van and go out into like a mountainside or something, right? Like they could have wilderness right. dates, right? Like is why the are they not that doing run that? Into someone on the trail, like it seems like typically they would find a way to make it isolated anyway. It's not like right. They, they secure locations. Yeah. Like I, I just don't get. I'm also waiting for like quarantine a helicopter pilot for a little bit and like just put them in a helicopter like <laughs> you do this all the time why why yeah, have you not so like true. paid a, hel- a helicopter pilot for the duration of the taping like it just I, I, I also do wonder if we'll see some sort of like variations on this theme for the bachelor like now that mm. they've sort of been through it I wonder if they're gonna give Matt James's season a little bit more leeway and we'll maybe see a little bit right. a few more creative solutions to this issue. Well, they also have a bigger budget, right? The Bachelor has more money. Mm-hmm. It does. So. Also that. Mm. I was also mm-hmm. wondering if they're just saving that stuff for later um, because by the time they come to, you know, fantasy suites, they're not going to want to be like, and here is our beautiful romantic date in conference room A. <laughs> They're going to want the yeah, helicopter right. for That's that. That's fair. That's fair. They got to uh, build up to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that it. That might be it. But alas, we are still in a conference room for this date. There's a dramatic voiceover from two sort of familiar sounding voices. Ashley and Jared explaining. Mm-hmm. tasha has been through it all. She knows what she's looking for. A grown ass man. It's the grown ass man competition. You know, I just found myself, the bar is so low that I was just relieved that it wasn't a real man competition. <laughs> like, I was I was afraid there was going to be even more masculinity policing. So, um, I mean, like, it still happened. It still happened. It, it, it still happened. happened. But I had an initial, like, well, at least they didn't do that other more explicit framing, even though it ended up sort of being the same result. We're just <laughs> right. like, oh, I'm so grateful that the scale is from... Uh, immature child to man instead of lady to man. Exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> where the bar this is. this is better. <laughs> That's terrible. It's really Also, bad. can we talk about how this seems like a really appropriate uh, anniversary trip for Ashley and Jared? Yes. I was like, yeah, this yeah. feels right. Like, they would want to go back on a Bachelor show to celebrate their one-year anniversary. I still can't believe that they actually got married. I mean, I'm very happy about this union, but I'm also like, I still, I'm like, what a roller coaster. I mean, just ask them. They'll tell you the whole story. Oh, I know. I have watched the entire thing on YouTube. (laughs) It is awful. I'm so Uh, sorry to report that I also have, uh, which I think we did discuss when I was on your podcast. (laughs) Yes, that's true. I couldn't make it through. It's hard for me to be that wrong about something. 
I'm, I was more wrong about Ashley and Jared than I think I've ever been in my life. And I've been wrong about a lot of stuff, a lot of more important stuff. But this was the hardest I've ever been wrong. And um, so I'm going to be watching them really closely, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to find out if, you know, if I was actually right. <laughs> no, they seem happy. Um, and they are here to judge this grown ass man competition. Uh, the loser will be deemed a man child. And so they have three basic types of competition. A intelligence competition. Uh, basic math <laughs> skills is and spelling. Basic. Uh, yes. A, a strength and fitness sort of challenge. And then a romance type challenge. Well, so Clary, th- I mean, you know that you cannot be a grown man. Sorry, a grown ass man unless you're <laughs> able to properly win a full body tug of war match. That's oh yeah, that's, that's a requirement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my eleven month old son can beat both my husband and myself in any sort of strength competition. So personally, I don't think that that tracks. But maybe I'm just biased. Well, maybe you're as confused. A maybe Max is a grown ass man, and you maybe need to just is. let him out into the wild <laughs> to live his truth. That would make my life a lot easier. Um, so first up is the. The math and spelling competition. This is where Bennett's really going to shine. I don't know if you guys remember Bennett. He went to Harvard. Um, just a little... Wait, he went to Harvard? Yeah. it's That's the first time I'm hearing that. I've you never might not heard... be familiar yeah, with Harvard, but it's actually huh. quite notorious for um, being attended only by the best and the brightest, um, the smartest. Right. Do you right, mean, of well, course. Do you mean the H-bomb? He, he dropped the H-bomb. <laughs> a few it's times. Just how, it's just how insiders refer to it. Like, I also love how I don't remember who did this, but somebody else said he's from Harvard, which I'm like, it's not a country, it's not a state. Like, I don't understand how you can be from Harvard. You're reborn, you know, you become a citizen of Harvard. You're like, mm, I'm shedding right, right. my allegiance to the right. United States. I'm a Harvard of man now. Um, so they start by doing some very basic word problems, and immediately Bennett is just the only one getting any of them wrong. Um, <laughs> He also can't spell limousine. Um, Demar doesn't okay with the math stuff. Doesn't he work in finance? Like I'm not. Listen, I'm I math. I'm dyslexic. Like basic math is very stressful to me. Um, seriously, I like make my wife like when we play Scrabble. Like she will calculate our scores. Like I will not do it. But he doesn't he work in finance? Like doesn't he manage? Okay, so here's here's the thing. As someone who who did also go to an Ivy League school where lots of dudes go into finance, you don't have to be good at math. It's not about that. It's about networking. Mm. It's about being like the guy who was on the the touch football team with the, the the other guy who works at the other bank. You know, you go to these these events and you have to glad hand and you talk about your right. fraternities and your your finals clubs. You have different people doing the math. You know, that's that's not what the Harvard man like Bennett is for, um, which is fortunate because he really he can't do math. It seems like pretty much at all. And like you, I relate to that. However, yeah, doesn't establish a lot of confidence in our banking system. 
Um, I mean, Damara's like, Mr. Harvard had more wrong answers than I did, and I went to Arizona State. And I really hope that this episode can just be like a subtle moment of radicalization where we all realize that the Ivy League... Um, it's a scam. It's a it's scam. It's a scam. Yeah. Oh, very, you know, expensive, um, prestigious scam. And plenty of people who go to Arizona State are probably smarter than plenty of people who went to Harvard. Um, and the thing, I guess this is also part of a larger pattern, right? Like, it it often happens that the guy who thinks he's going to get every answer right or who's going to be perfect at a challenge ends up screwing up. And it's just because, I mean, generally it's because of anxiety, right? Like, they're they're overconfident. They go in thinking that they're going to dominate a challenge and then it goes like really, really badly. And this happens all the time on this show. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's I true. also wonder how much of it has to do with them recording all the guys being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill this challenge. And then and you whoever know, messes you up. You know production was like, remind us where you went to school. Like, <laughs> you know, you know that they sort of set him up for that. Um, but also he was pretty bad at fairly basic math. And it's making Tasha rethink things with him, which also is hilarious. Just like, <laughs> God, can you imagine marrying someone who isn't good at doing word problems? I can't. Right. <laughs> Shocking. Right. You know, that's what children are for. Um, the limousine, though, doesn't he own a limousine? Right? Like he came in his own car when he came in with oh, Claire. Yeah. He Wasn't he in some kind of a limo that he said he owned? Did he? Did he say he owned I, I could it? be wrong about this. I mean, he lives in New York City. It would be weird if he owned a limousine. I would say that based on his sort of uh, aesthetic and the, his framing of himself and the limousine that he arrived in, I think he should probably try to have the spelling of limousine memorized. But does it make him less worthy of marriage? No, Not necessarily. <laughs> um, just a number of... of of weird dynamics going on during this portion of the date. But it's a it's a bachelorette classic to do a sort of very simple fifth grade knowledge quiz to humiliate some of the contestants. It's true. Who don't it's remember true. how to do math. Um, and then there's the tug of war. Um, there's a guy on each end of the rope trying to get to a vase of flowers first to make it relevant to love. And Bennett begs off he's like oh my knees i have an old football injury i guess i can't do it and they're all like okay i guess sure um which brings us to the final challenge um for the guys to prepare a breakfast and bring it to Tasha in bed i like this challenge yeah i mean this is one that i was like you know what that's a skill that feels somewhat relevant to yes. like something enjoyable you might do with someone you're in a relationship with. So like while it doesn't I think perhaps define being like an adult man or worthiness for marriage, it's like good information to have. Like yeah. uh, it's great to be brought breakfast in bed. For example, yeah. Can... I would like to know if my husband is never going to do any sort of food preparation <laughs> other than taking off his shirt right. and saying, I'll be your main course for breakfast today. <laughs> I'm hungry in the morning. I need food. Yeah, Chasen really, really, I think, you know, over, over, uh, tried to over deliver on that. It was not, 
You went not from boldness over you, fundamentals. Tasha's like, I want boldness and an egg sandwich. <laughs> right. Um, so the guys mostly do prepare her food. Bennett brings her beignets, climbs in bed next to her wearing nothing but a robe. Okay, side note. Did he make the beignets? I thought they were supposed to be preparing food, but I simply don't believe that anyone could make beignets at this little setup I, that they have. I don't think he made I don't them. Think I think so. he might have put the powdered sugar on them. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder, like that's like, the level of preparation we're talking about here. How how much of this was sort of pre prepared for them? Yeah, because it seemed like they had maybe like a couple hot plates, a, a folding card table. They didn't have like a deep fryer, great British. No. Right bake-off type situation. Um, but Tasha is into this. She's like, Bennett's bougie. He's bougie. I'm bougie. I love that. She loves it when guys are silly. She's super into that. That is her dating history. She is. She likes that he's demonstrating both a, a sense of humor and also, um, like I said, being able to care for her, right? Like, and then I, I kind of, I saw it. Yeah, and I think she's, she's looking, she's like, yeah, it's a little bit like, I don't know, like basic maybe to the white terry cloth robe and like a very like cookie cutter image of like romance. But like, what's wrong with that stuff? It's nice. Like it feels good. <laughs> like I want to have the white terry cloth robe and like the handsome husband bringing me beignet. Um, Ashley and Jared are also extremely impressed by this. They seem <laughs> at this point to forget that Bennett badly lost the first competition and, and did not participate in the second one. <laughs> Um, they hand out the Manchild Award to Ed. Remember Ed? What is Ed doing here? I completely forgotten him. I completely forgot, and then he became like a major player in this episode, and it was very yep. confusing because the first, you know, many weeks, I was like, "Who is that man with the forgettable face?" And suddenly, now I know, I know who he is. Yeah, I mean, this is also where we get the first hint that he doesn't like Chasen because he rolls his eyes hard at Chasen when the guy shows up with just, like, no shirt on. I'm the breakfast. So oh, yeah. this is the first hint. <laughs> the first the first real glimpse we get of Ed is, is him just, like, deciding to go straight at Chasen's neck. Um, right. His his first real speaking lines, though, are basically, oh, it's fun to have the, the baby doll, the man baby award. Tasha knows that not every guy here can take that. I'm fun. I'm naming this baby Carlos. Like, I'm a good sport. And Tasha is, is impressed. She's like, I'm really, really proud of him. <laughs> Tasha is very uh, protective of all of these guys. It's very sweet. Um, and Bennett does get the grown ass man diploma which he then proceeds to take to the evening portion of the date, along with the robe that he continues wearing over, hopefully, at least underwear. And hopefully. Jason is pretty disgusted by this. He's like, I think it's it's classless that he kissed her in front of us and wearing the just the robe. No one wants to see that. He's like, on the other hand, wearing just an apron is extremely classy, <laughs> and there is nothing at all about... Um, this statement that is inconsistent with my behavior. Nothing at all. This is also where he calls out what is, he calls out Bennett for not participating in the physical challenge, right? Like this mm -hmm. is toxic masculinity like incarnate at oh, this yeah. point. This so is the where the masculinity policing really starts to amp up like, and they all participated in it, right? Chasen participates in it, Ed, Bennett, 
the rest of the men seem to wisely sort of like sit it out. But they like start throwing out these like ridiculous things at each other of like ridiculous evidence that one of them, you know, isn't as grown as a man as he thought he was. I think that there is sort of widespread annoyance that Bennett got the award when he did so badly in the first competition and then sat out the second there might be a little suspicion that he just knew he would do badly and that's why he sat it out combined with the really bad score in the first one so like Ivan is like do you really think you earned that award like (laughs) when you competed you didn't do a very good job and Chasen is like well I don't think a grown-ass man would sit out the physical portion of a competition Um, This is such a good example of how, like, men really do not understand how The Bachelorette works at all. (laughs) Because they're like, it's all about fairness. And like, if I work hard enough, like, I will get my time with this woman. Or if I work hard enough, I will win a challenge. And like, no, actually, it really just comes down to whether she likes you or not and whether you can make her laugh. Yeah, like, this is not a meritocracy, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, they're in fairness, they're receiving a lot of mixed messages. Like they a are. lot of the show, and this is one of the episodes that features several of these challenges. A lot of the show is constantly sending the messages, like, if you want to end up with this woman, you'll fight for her physically. Like you'll put your body mm-hmm. on the line, and the one who puts their body on the line the most in the most grown ass manly way is going to be rewarded by time with her. Like time with her being right a presumed sort of proxy for a deepening of your relationship with her. And that's simply not how uh, human emotions work, but that's what you're being repeatedly told is going to happen. And so, you know, the and the show's also peopled by all of these guys who are so buff. Like Joe points out later, they're all like ex-pro, ex-college, division one athletes to the point that Joe makes a comment that's like, oh, yeah, I was like all conference in volleyball in high school. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's significant. People, that's, that's not nothing. That's a sport. Yeah. You, you were a competitive <laughs> athlete in high school and you're the nerdy weak one. Like, it's just like a lot of people were not all conference in volleyball or anything. <laughs> right. That's I really do appreciate level. Joe in this moment, though. He, oh, he, he stands out to me in this episode. Joe shined yeah. for me in this episode. Oh, yeah. I adore him. Yeah, he also he was, lives in New York. Wonderful. I'm like, again, I wish it wasn't COVID. I want to hang out with him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I see that. Future. Um, but yeah, so Chasen and, and Ed and Bennett all start sort of uh, taking shots at each other at this point. Um, and meanwhile, Tasha is grabbing the guys for time with her. Um, and... Tasha comes in and sits down and Bennett's like, well, I, I wanted to pick up where we left off. And she's like, oh, I'd like to actually say hi to everyone first. <laughs> she's like, I have to intro this date. Like, I, right. that's my job. So could I'm you. contractually obligated to be like, hey, so today, like, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed like Tasha seems, whereas Claire somewhat like would reward these um, strategic breaking of the rules. Tasha seems sort of attached to the format a little bit more. You know, if they want to talk to her after the date's over, she's, like, too late. If they want to talk to her before she's opened the date, she's, like, too early. She's, like, 
I came in to toast to everyone and then we can start. Like, don't step yeah. on my lines here. Yeah. Which is is totally fair. And then she she gets Bennett back a little bit because Jason asked to speak to her first after she toasts to them being grown ass men. And she's like, I'd love that. <laughs> Bye. Um and Bennett is just furious because it was not a grown ass manly thing to do. But he, as in. a grown ass man, has manners. So he will just sit back and take it because that's what a grown ass man does. Exactly. Right. Of course. We're learning a lot. Um, so Tasha talks with Jason about family. His sister is expecting a child soon. He's never seem- been in love. Did it feel to I just wrote either... red flag in this moment, like <laughs> gigantic red flag. He's never been in love. How old I is mean, Jason? That's 32. my question. 32. That's why it concerns me. Because typically, like, the guys are younger. Like, this is this is Claire's group, right? Like, the guys are, are, are skewing older than usual. So when they say that, I'm less concerned. But this guy is 32. He's never been in love? A little worried. It also, okay, it felt a little bit to me like Chasen was very nervous and had a whole prepared speech because all we saw was him like, he was like, family's important to me. I have a sister. She's having a baby. I've never been in love. That's what I want. (laughs) But what makes you you? But like, he doesn't actually really ask her questions. He's just like, here's some stuff about me. Um, We can talk about my other relationships later. Like, it was just the thing that always made me crazy about uh, conversations on The Bachelor that... I found like refreshingly a little bit different with Claire's season is how many of these early conversations are just like them establishing what they plan to talk to her about in the future. Like, right. I want to talk to you about how I've never been in love. I want to talk to you about family. I want to talk to you about what makes Tasha Tasha. When do we get to see that conversation? <laughs> it's not happening now. You have time now. Like, have some of that conversation. It's all planning. Um, and then we cut to Tasha with Ben. They seem to have a really strong vibe. They're both I like, like Ben. You make me nervous. Ben seems cute. I haven't seen He's anything cute. terrible about him yet. You know, he he actually reminds me of of Derek. What is what is his last name? Pyth? Yeah, he reminds me of Derek. He's got Derek vibes. Oh, that's interesting. He is like very cute and a little a little awkward and in his own head, which I think like I just enjoy seeing that that sort of like awkward vibe not there's so many like overly confident men who come on Mm -hmm. this show and so I think Ben is like does it for me because he's like in his head and anxious (laughs) yes he seems a little (laughs) more uh in his in his head a little more to have an inner life um and he's always been a relationship guy um and now like since his last painful breakup he's finally starting to feel things again and he says he'd love to kiss her i love mm. this i love it's that. a good move she leans in they kiss it's clearly a very good kiss yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. because tasha's like you're trouble i gotta just go i gotta go <laughs> she's ben's ben's gonna be here for attraction. a while yeah like ben yeah. is is a front runner for sure she also literally stops him mid-kiss and goes, Ben! I which I was like, <laughs> what is happening? But I think yeah. she's like, hi, here you are. Like, oh my God. Um, yeah, it's, it it's very endearing. <laughs> um, then she sits with Ivan, who also I think is a front runner. Um, mm-hmm. He tells her that being a grown-ass man 
is what he embodies. Um, there, we are still so many more mentions of grown ass man to go in this episode. Um, the men just like latch on to these things, these catchphrases from the dates, and they're like, "No, I'm oh, the yeah. one with balls. Balls? You you think you have balls? I'm the one with balls, and is a grown ass man." Um, but he's like, "Yeah, I want to give back. I want to start a charity." She's like, "Yeah, I want to build an empire." And they're like, "You're too of perfect. what though? You did research like- on me." I'm like, no, you're this- saying these really generic things. Like, you want yes. a, a charity. You want an empire. Like, of what? This is, like, girl boss rhetoric. It's, like, empty ambition. That's what we're attracted to. Because once once you say what the thing is, you know, that's something you can fail at. Or it's something that people might find bad or off-putting. It's much more appealing to just be like, don't you love ambitious women and charity? And, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. It's it's much more frictionless. Um, and they then do some blindfold play um, because part of being a grown-ass man is being romantic. So he blindfolds her and he takes care to ask her whether she prefers strawberries or blueberries. <laughs> I was like, consent. And as I was typing consent, he just like <laughs> leans in and <laughs> lays a kiss on her. While she's blindfolded. I, and I, was like, I also oh, I wrote in consent soon. going like, no consent, no consent. <laughs> Ivan, consent, my man. Consent, no consent. That could have go- gone really badly. Like it could have. Yeah. Fortunately uh, for them, Tasha is extremely into it. Um, she's very excited by their interaction. It definitely could have gone quite badly. And I do not encourage men to woo women by blindfolding them and kissing them without no. warning. Um, but Tasha's feeling good. She's had a number of conversations that she is just interested in all the guys, which again is just a marked contrast to Claire, who was like, I can't believe I have to hang out with these dudes instead of Dale. <laughs> Tasha's like, I want to marry all of them. <laughs> but back at the fire, uh, Bennett and Ed are just, like, going after Chasen. They're mm-hmm. like, some guys aren't as fired up about Tasha, aren't as relieved that Claire is gone, Chasen. And Chasen <laughs> goes on this uh, amazing little riff. He's like, these guys can come at me all they want, Batman and Robin. I'll be Superman. Actually, no, I'll be Wolverine. That's my nickname. But they can I find got that really out upset later. at this. Because I was like, weird. this guy knows nothing about superheroes. No. If you say that you are Superman, that means that your human form is fake. Because Superman is like the only superhero whose human form is like not not his real self, right? He's an alien from outer space. His real <laughs> self is Superman. So I was got really upset at that. And then when he said that he was Wolverine instead, I was like, so you're just a surly Canadian who can't talk about his emotions. Great. Good job. <laughs> I don't think he's reading that much into it. He's like, Superman is the best one. Yeah. So I will beat Batman and Robin by being a better superhero than them. Or actually, I should be Wolverine because apparently I already have a superhero nickname that I forgot about temporarily. <laughs> and that that works. I mean, clearly, like, he's Wolverine because... His hair. A, his, yeah. His, his hair. He's tall. facial hair having gentlemen. Yeah. Um, or something Uh, but you know he hasn't really fleshed this out he hasn't done his world building here this is this is more of a pitch at this point Um, and this is when Chasen introduces his main defense of his switch to Taisha which is he's pivoting 
He invested some time <laughs> and resources in Claire, but sometimes marketing conditions change. You have to pivot, <laughs> and that's fine. Like he's doing the pivot, right. like and he's some doing it very strongly. Companies pivot to video. <laughs> some right. chastens pivot to Tasha. Yeah, it's just how it goes. Is pivoting tough? Yes, it is. But it's what you have to do to survive in this uncertain economy. And Ed is really going in on him. He's like, this guy Chasen only has five adjectives, which is clearly evidence of that he is, quote, spinning a web of deceit around Tasha. Yeah, he used the same words to refer to both of them, like beautiful. And I'm like, whoa. He called two women he thinks are beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yeah, right. First of all, that's extremely common. Second of all, I was like, maybe it's less that Chasen is deceitful and more that he has a limited vocabulary in general. Yes. <laughs> but but don't you know, Emma, a limited vocabulary means that you are insincere. Right. Yes. I'm learning. So, I just learned so much about character from this show. <laughs> this is what the, the Trump... Uh, discourse has really done people are like oh if you don't have more adjectives you're a bad person actually um i don't make the rules uh and so they have uh they have some back and forth um ed's like you don't have the right intentions you're a bad actor and chasen says i don't know how to take you serious anymore ed you're holding a baby you have chicken legs you lost the competition ed says dude chicken legs that's fine man that's fine. I, which Ugh. is just the most incredible display of miffedness I've ever seen. Like, Ed is clearly <laughs> like, I can't believe this dude said I had chicken legs and I can't strangle him with my bare hands. No, that's fine. That's fine. Chicken legs. Whatever. I'm not going to be thinking about that for years. Never skipping leg day again. Um, and so Ed has decided to bring this up to Tasha. Um, he sits down with Tasha and is like, Chasen isn't being genuine. He says the same things about you he said about Claire. He uses the same adjectives. He's just there for Instagram followers. And then he goes back and tells Chasen, hey, I just told Tasha how much you suck. That was actually a good move because it always, it's worse to not just say it when you talk shit about someone. Like strategically, right. I actually thought that was the right thing to do. I mean, the right thing to do is like to not bring it to Tasha at all. Yes. But it, it felt It never like- goes well. It felt like this whole episode, like, Ed was like, I'm not going to win, but I can maybe take Chasen down with me. Mm, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know. I see that. I think that Ed thinks that he can come out ahead here. I don't I don't know why he thinks that, but <laughs> <laughs> but he, he does seem to think that he can kind of get Chasen out without suffering he a might be delusional that's own, actually fair. which I do think is deeply delusional that's not how this works and he's I I think that more than usual even we're seeing some projection at work in that these guys are all aware of how suspect it is that they all professed for several weeks to be there for Claire and now oh, they're supposed to be there for Tasha and right. That's a weird pivot, you know, like it, it it calls into question how specific and sincere their feelings for Tasha are. And they all kind of know that. And Ed's way of grappling with that is to single out one specific dude who is not him and to build a case for why he's the yeah. one who's not being sincere. Um, as far as I can tell, based on 
nothing in particular except Jason maybe not being very well spoken. Well, I I think this is like a production thing, right? Because this whole thing really comes out of the blue. Like the the editing on this, I was like, whoa, all of a sudden Ed is a person that I need to care about. (laughs) Who is he? And like, I don't now I'm learning more about Jason. And I just like it just it felt like it came out of the blue for me. It did. Yeah, there's definitely some there's always production shit stirring in the background of these things. And I think that that's probably true because it is it is out of nowhere. Um, but, but Ed has decided whatever is being whispered in her, his ear, he's like, this works for me. I'm going with it. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Tasha grabs Chasen and tells him what she heard from Ed. And he's like, listen, it was a pivot, but the pivot is, <laughs> is going very smoothly. I'm really vibing with you. And I, I'm really hurt and insulted that Ed would, would say those things. It's not true. So then he goes back to the group and confronts Ed. And says, he's pivoted. I don't know Look, if you've I've heard, pivoted. but he's pivoted. <laughs> Poor Chasen just like really gets like one phrase in his head and just says it over and over and over again. And it's clearly yeah. not spe- specific to emotions. It's just when he's talking about anything. <laughs> and Ed has decided to get in on the the masculinity uh, shaming little bit and says. Chasen, you should take your medium shirt and sit down. And Chasen says, it's a large. What could be more humiliating than having a small to <laughs> yeah. medium-sized shirt? Like I can't think of anything. <laughs> what woman would want to marry a man who doesn't take a size large at least? It's what I know? always put um, on, you know, I used to put on my dating profiles. It's like, medium shirts need not apply. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they're still just sniping at each other. Like, Ed is seems to be having fun. He has that shit-stirring, like, guy on the show vibe. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm just kind of amused at poking this dude and seeing him squirm. And Chasen does not handle it well because no. he's sort of a meathead. Like, he just is. That's his yeah. vibe. And I think Ben sums this up well by saying, you know, that he thinks a grown-ass man is kind and humble and protects those who can't protect themselves. And Ed and Chasen, none of these people are exemplifying those qualities right now. And those, frankly, are not qualities that are encouraged or rewarded by the show. No. So he's in the wrong place. Yeah. But I do really like Ben. I continue to really enjoy Ben. He's sort of wisely just, like, sitting back and observing this and not getting involved, as are the rest of the dudes. And Tasha gives the group date rose to Ivan. Oh, I was surprised by this. Me too. I thought it was going to be Ben. Me too. Yeah, but she. Yeah, that would have been really my guess like, too. I, I thought he would get a rose last week, Ivan, on a group yeah. date um, mm. or cocktail. He's she really yeah. she really really likes him. And I also think she likes a good gimmick, like those strawberries. Like she 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 again. She is looking for like silliness in True. her life. She rewards that. And like this is to me was another example of that. So I was like, okay, I can I can get behind this because strawberries and blindfolds, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. she likes sort of the thoughtfulness behind like, oh, they took the time to plan something and like think mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and and do it. Yeah, and, and take me on this like little adventure. Um, yeah, so. I think where where Claire's love language was quality time uh, and like having these really deep conversations with men about their emotions. Tasha's is definitely like 
what can they whip up for me that's like a, a little a, a gift of their effort and thought and right it's interesting i just i i just love having a season where we get to see these different styles contrasted i think it's fun i know i love it We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more on Tasha's return to form. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful and so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. 
it's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, 
looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. Um, So at the cocktail party, Jason is like, I need to nip this in the bud. He walks in with everyone before Tasha shows up. He says, look, this things have gotten out of hand. I don't want any more drama tonight. Bennett, Ed, if there's anything else you want to get off your chest, just do it now. Um, Ed is like, I stand by what I said. You're a fraud. And Jason says, listen. I can be attracted to two girls like I that can happen. Maybe I use the same adjective for both of them. Well, here's my new word for Tasha. She's a smoke show. <laughs> like, oh, Ch- Chasen, no, no. I was like, I was with you. Like, you can be attracted to two women. It's okay to use the word beautiful yeah. to describe, but oh, no. But also, like, is that the only way you can describe her still right now? That's that's the extent of your connection with her is that she's a she's hot. Show? Well, yeah, that's literally the vast majority of these men with both Claire and Tasha. The only things that they can say about these women is that they are beautiful. They're <laughs> like, but let me find another word for beautiful, hot, sexy. No, no, no. Those have been said before. Smoke show. Yeah, the problem is not that you don't know enough synonyms for beautiful. <laughs> the problem is that you don't have any know other this qualities <laughs> that you right. can comment on. Also, he's chosen poorly because the other gentlemen all find the term smoke show absolutely hilarious. There's just an awkward pause where all the other guys start laughing <laughs> and being like, smoke show, okay. And Jason looks just completely embarrassed. It's actually He's kind of so deflated editing. in this moment. But then he leans into it. Like, he's like, smoke show's my word. Like, they all <laughs> laughed at me. Too bad. She's a smoke show, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, bold. Bold. Oh, my God. Bennett yeah. says that he feels sorry for Jason because Ed got a perfect math SAT and can talk circles around him. I'm I just confused. want to point out here that Ed is 36. It is <laughs> the first of two times last night that I felt compelled to write Ed's age down, which should tell you what kind of episode he had. Why does Bennett know his SAT scores at all? If you are 36 and you are still talking about your SAT because score. Because that is what Harvard men talk about. <sighs> He's like, what do like, you that get? Is, he's like, oh, you went to Harvard? Where here, here's my score. Like, it's wild. That is so embarrassing for both of them, frankly. It really is. Like, it's like when you, like, the, the idea that anyone cares about your SAT when you're 19 years old or, or thereafter is delusional. Like, it doesn't matter what. <laughs> what your SAT score was. It really shouldn't matter at all. Maybe the SAT is going to die I was going to say, also the SATs are a scam in themselves, but that's like a conversation for another day. We could talk about that some other time. (laughs) Um, Also, the idea that having a math SAT has anything to do with being a smooth talker is just like bizarre in another way. Right, also like math is not related to diction. I'm very, it's just... It's all very confusing. It's all There's very a lot confusing. Going on. Bennett, it just like speaks again to like Bennett has this like attachment to empty signifiers of intellectual achievement that is deeply depressing. Um, and 
the date that the cocktail party gets underway. Um, oh, I also want to note that at this point, Ed mocks Chasen for thinking that Chasen's physical presence could intimidate him. He's like, oh, do you want to, like, stand over me like you're even big enough to, like, scare me? And I bring this up because of something that happens a little bit later. Um, but first, Tasha has some nice chats with some of the men. She has uh, a moment with Joe. He seems to have brought her some sort of something like bibimbap or some sort of uh, bowl of uh, Korean food. And mm-hmm. they talk about their heritage. She tells him she's African-American and Mexican. And he tells her he's of the Korean persuasion. I wanted more of this conversation. Same. Yeah, they gave us just the intro to it. And then they were like, and now Spencer gives her popsicles. Um, Bennett has a mini Eiffel Tower. Uh, Damar wrote her a poem. uh, And she kisses him. And then she says, I'm sorry, I just grabbed you. Um, So, you know. A little recognition of the consent question, uh, a little late, but I, I appreciate the mention. Um, and the Ed, Bennett, and Chasen conflict is just still brewing. I'm so tired of all of them. At oh, this point, ben. it also feels like kind of mean. Like, yeah. it's, right. not, it's like, not cute. Well, this is what Claire and I were discussing last night. I was like, I find Chasen to be like not an appealing character. But somehow Ed and Bennett are like crossing the line to the point where like yeah. I feel bad for him. I'm like, don't yeah. don't make me defend Chasen. Like, yeah, I don't want on. that. I don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, they're sitting around Bennett saying, oh, he had all day to think of another adjective. And he didn't even think of an adjective. He thought of a noun. A smoke show is a noun. They're like, Which, he needs an English no. lesson. And I'm like, Ugh. first of all, Bennett, like, let's revisit you not being able to spell limousine. But more importantly, <laughs> like... Not being very adept with language is not a moral failing. And, like, we are on the show. I've certainly been guilty of this. As I told Emma when I was in high school, I had a T-shirt that said, I judge you for using poor grammar. And, like, it's not a good look. It's childish. Like, the idea that you're better than someone else or a better person because you never confuse your parts of speech is uh, condescending and gross. I just found this all. Ugh. Um, but uh, when Ed gets time with Tasha, he uses it to say, Chasen stood over me and screamed at me the other day on our date um, to, to intimidate me because of what I said to you about him. And, of course, earlier that night, he kind of mocks the idea that he could be physically intimidated by... Right. Chasen. So I get the sense that this is not really sincere, that like he didn't feel scared of Chasen and that this is all kind of a game to him, which I find like weaponizing Tasha's concern for the men mistreating each other in that way to be. And also like it's unpleasant. a right. It's a fully fair thing for her to be like, I don't want a partner who when they are in conflict um, resorts to being you know, physically imposing or threatening violence of any kind. Like, that's a very serious thing. And I thought it was, like, good of Taisha to respond to that in the way that she did. Um, But it was sort of sneaky on Ed's part to, like, exaggerate um, the reality of of what Chasen had done. Um, Not that I'm, like, 
saying like Chasen responded perfectly. Like I think he mm-hmm. d- he was a little aggro, and that would be like concerning for me um, when thinking about a partner. But they both. It just made me feel like you both gotta go. And I think ultimately, yep. like they both are going to go in the next week or two. Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just, obviously, yeah, you don't want to marry someone who would loom over you to scare you during an argument. But I, Ed just, you know, he really played that up in a way that I'm not sure was entirely accurate. Um, just to, like, sink his rival. And, ugh. Um, so, Tasha sits down with Jason to discuss this and is really upset. She's like, it's not a good look. Um, I don't like that. Like, why why go that route and he's like yes of course i just lost it because i was being falsely accused well, i was just gonna say that i i kind of appreciated this i was surprised that he immediately went like yeah you're right that actually did happen like that's that's i i, I was not expecting that from him and Same. again i found myself being in a position where i was like now i'm on your side again this is weird i don't <laughs> like you like <laughs> why why do i i'm like oh okay good for you like Great. Let's move on. Yeah, I think there's something about this moment that, you know, we're used to seeing some incredibly toxic meatheads on this show. And Chasen is a meathead, but I'm not convinced that he's toxic. Like, he just seems sort of hapless in certain ways. Like, he got aggro. He's not going to, like, lie about it um, or make excuses, really. He's just going to be like yeah, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I guess I'll apologize. And, like, mm-hmm. does that mean that he handled the whole situation in the way that I would hope for from from a husband? No, but, you know, all things considered, he handled that conversation with her better than I expected. Although, when I hear, I just lost it, that doesn't sound great to me. I'm like, well, don't. Don't just lose it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Tasha's concern was, like, pretty valid, and I related to the way she reacted to it. But it was, you know, the way Chasen was like, okay, yeah, I did this, and then he's just like, I need to squash this. And he goes to Ed and says, like, look, I'm really sorry. I did get overly aggressive, and I'm, you know, I apologize for if I did anything to stir the pot or make you uncomfortable. And, like, that mm-hmm. should have been the end of it. And yep. Ed's refusal to just, like, accept the apology and move forward, like, the whole this whole situation, first of all, was, was stupid. Like, there's not, like, real meat to this conflict at all. Um, and it feels like, man, these dudes have all just been so indoctrinated into such a shitty culture and, like, a shitty way of expressing masculinity and like it leads to these like really uh toothless entanglements that that make them all look really bad and they waste so much energy trying to like outman each other um in a way that doesn't it's not helpful to anyone including their relationship with Tasha. i don't know i was just like i'm sad for the men right now yeah i mean there's something to be said for learning to accept someone not accepting your apology um which sure is difficult for sure um but you know ed does not have the sole power to end the conflict by accepting the apology 
However, he should have. (laughs) Um, So they're both kind of like unwilling to ultimately let go of the pride of like getting the upper hand in the the conversation. Neither of them will walk away and just be like, this is done. Um, And then I really appreciated Zach in this moment. Me too. Who was just like, okay, I haven't even heard about this grown ass man thing, but I'm just going to show it to you. He like comes over and is just like, guys, I literally could care less what, about what you're talking about, but like, let's just just bury it. You're going in in circles with each other, yeah. and it just ended it. And it was so yeah. It refreshing. seems surpri- It was surprisingly effective. Yeah, I think there's something about how like exasperated he seemed that it was almost like, uh oh, Dad was working up in his office and like. He had to come down and break up the fight. And he's like, can you please just stop? I'm trying to get some work done. Even though Zach and Ed are the same age. They're the same (laughs) age, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, But I think that 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 was enough for them to be like, oh, I see that me pushing this is not going to be a good look right now. Um, And Taysha and Zach also have a good conversation. Um, she seems into Zach as well. Mm-hmm. She really does. And it's time for the rose ceremony. And the roses go to Zach, Riley, Kenny, Ben, Damar, Bennett, Spencer, Jordan, Noah, Joe, Blake, Ed, and Chasen. Duh. Both Ed and Chasen will be staying, um, despite the hopes and dreams of many of the men in the house. Um, and going home will be Jay. Montel and another one of the new guys. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Three even men know. that I have literally no idea who you are. Like, Jay was the straight jacket guy. Are you guy. on this show? Oh yeah. This, Jay was the straight jacket guy. That was the only reason I knew who he was. But yeah, they're all. I don't. I, we're, I see. We're, I don't even remember that. Like, I have no idea what that. So much has is. happened. Um, and Tasha's like, listen, I don't think Jason handled things well with Ed, but I have feelings for him already, so it's too late and. I think he's a good guy deep down. So, eek. Hope that works And Taysha's like, I'm a good guy, (laughs) but Taysha is a smoke show. Just going to really hammer that home once more. She's a smoke show who can see his true intentions. So she's like an omniscient She's an oracle. An oracle (laughs) smoke show. Um, I don't know if I agree with Taysha's decisions here. But I did actually like that she said that she trusts her intuition. It felt refreshing to me if only because I was thinking of like somebody like Hannah B who would like agonize over every decision yes she's like no I like him I'm gonna keep him around like it just felt a little bit like okay great somebody who finally like trusts themselves a little bit more yeah I I agree like there is something about the way that these drama sort of spirals tend to unfold where it's like well she should just send them home she should do this she should do that I mean you know she doesn't have to do any of those things if she still wants to get to know the guy she should keep him like that if you like your chasing you can keep him that's that's my opinion also there's still so many like nothing guys that like Mm -hmm. yeah keep chasing why (laughs) keep chasing why not yeah (laughs) um and the next day, uh, another day card arrives because uh, we're still on our off cycle. And on this day card are Easy, Brendan, Joe, 
Jordan, Spencer, Ben, Ed, and Chasen. I'm looking for my perfect match. Um, it's a wrestling It's date. a wrestling match. I'm impressed that the guys guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> I would never yeah. have. Um, but yes, Tasha is doing some sort of glow style moves with a wrestler when they enter the conference room, which is made up as a wrestling <laughs> arena. And Chasen says, Tasha is muy caliente right now. She is a smoke show. Oh my God. This began his like attempt to speak basic Spanish. Yeah, which continued. It was very yeah. cringy. At this point, I'm also wondering if they keep using the same smoke show bite over and over again, or if this is like he, he really is saying it multiple times. I was trying yeah, to listen to, to see tell. if they sounded different, and like I thought that they did, but I didn't like go back and and play yeah. them next to each other, so it's hard for me to really say. I will say, whether it's the editing room or the guys, an unvaried vocabulary is not a moral failing, but as a viewer, it is a little dull, so <laughs> something to think about. Um, and so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna fight some, some wrestling bouts. There's a, a UFC fighter and a WWE wrestler to teach the guys how to wrestle. Um, they're like, she's looking for a guy who's not only strong, but who's willing to fight for her love. Because that's, that's it's what very healthy. That's the right message to that's send. That's the right message. Just beat the shit out of each other for love. For love. And this is where Joe brags about his all-conference in volleyball and uh, also does some amazing <laughs> smack talk. They're trying to psychologically intimidate so each other. And he's like, he's Spencer, like, you, your eyes are so beautiful. You're, really, you're so nice. You're a really nice yeah. guy. <laughs> I love Joe. I love that moment so much. Like, that would have won it for me. I'm like, cool. We don't need to keep going with this wrestling thing. You win. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Brendan seemed kind of soft and sweet, but now he's being really intense. And uh, so I guess it's Joe. I'm going to go with Joe, I guess. Um, I do just love the one aspect of these really uh, aggressively um, macho dates where we see the guys who kind of resist that, which is can't be easy in a, in a certain sense like there's so much pressure to perform that kind yeah. of masculinity right. and so it's nice to see uh, it's refreshing and it reminded me I mean given that we then see Wells is there at the, this date later it did remind me of like Wells on his season getting yes. like very winded uh, during like the firefighter date and being like oh, the yeah. physically unimposing one and how like how much that endeared him to the audience and and including A-list celebrities who he's now marrying. So worked for him. It certainly can work out. (laughs) Um, And the plan is for them to perform in front of the other guys, the the live audience that is available as usual. Um, And first they're going to get all oiled up. Tasha squirts oil all over them. There are a lot of rippling muscles. Even Many abs. Even Joe is like pretty buff. And I was like, I just, I can't handle this. I need some like stringy guys. I need some dad bod. This is not a, a dating pool that that I need to see on my TV. Yeah. I need to mix it up mm-hmm. a little bit. It's unfamiliar to me. I'll say that. <laughs> um. And everyone's expecting Ed and Chasen to be paired up so they can finally work out their aggression. Um, 
Although Spencer's like, I don't think that Ed can compete. He's all glam muscles. Because these guys all spend so much time in the gym. Like the the nuance of their thoughts about what kind of strength and different kinds of training and leg day. It's really and, fascinating. Oh, it's a whole culture. Like, Ed is a is a big guy. Like he's got he's not like he's got muscles. Like he looks Im- yes. impressive. They're, they're glam. Not, he's 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 shorter. He's on the shorter end of things. But in, as far as I'm concerned, like lower center of gravity, that's good for wrestling. Like <laughs> Well, I think good the point. question about Ed is does he have the full body strength? Right. Cuz those legs. chicken legs, right. you know, it, they're concerning. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, regardless of what we think, it seems like Ed doesn't feel confident either because Ed waits until the very last minute when he is about to face yeah. off with Jason in the rank and grabs Chris for a second and is like, my shoulders chronically dislocate and I just don't want to risk going to the hospital. And he forfeits. And this this follows up on his best friend Bennett skipping another physical portion mm-hmm. of a date over a chronic injury. I really want to talk about this because I had such conflicted feelings about these choices and whether it's like good and refreshing that they resisted the pressure to physically physical combat um, in protection of their health or whether it was maybe a little bit of a ploy to avoid losing. Right. Yeah, I know. I had both feelings too. Because on the one hand, like, yeah, you should feel free to say, I do not want to risk, like, 100% injury or aggravating a previous injury for this dumb competition that, like, says nothing about whether I'm ready for a relationship or would be a good match. Like, and that, in, in, to that extent, that was refreshing. On the other hand, the way he did it after putting so much stock in physicality and, like, sort of trash talking so much and also participating in policing Chasen's masculinity, it made me feel like he's only averse to this when it's going to like affect him negatively, but like he's not averse to the whole project. And I think that's maybe what makes it complicated. Yeah. It's, you know, the argument that like, I don't want to go to the hospital because then that it will screw up quarantine and then I can't come back. Right. Like, on an ordinary season, the guy would go to the hospital if something went badly and then he'd come back and then he'd get like special attention from yeah. the lead because like, oh, you're injured, poor, poor you. Um, that like it's a it's a solid argument. And like I also have chronically dislocating shoulders like that is a thing. It is. Uh, once it happens once, it can happen easily a second time and it sucks. And also like I can still wrestle and I can still do a bunch of things. So <laughs> listen. I don't know what his body is like. I'm not going to judge police right. whether he we can don't know. or not. The way that he did it, holding out till the end, he still participated in the lessons from what I gather. So like that, like he should have backed out right away at the very beginning. Um, then again, maybe I'm being overly judgmental and he like felt a twinge in his shoulder while he was practicing and then he freaked out. Like, I don't Right. Know. It's hard to know I the just... context from the little right. that we do see and like we can surmise, but I think it's, it's interesting for us to sort of grapple with our right. own mixed feelings and yes. like, and like and how embedded also, that stuff is even like in us. Yes. And also, again, 
this is an older male dating pool. He is 36. <laughs> he probably so has real. more injuries than your average 25-year-old Noah guy, right? Like, there's a reason. Like, he's 10 years older than Noah. Like, of course, that, like, you've accumulated some injuries. Your body might be a little bit more fragile. Like, I feel like that also needs to be taken into account here you know when what? we're talking about Bennett That's and really Ed. True. That is such a good point. Like, it's not something I thought about. But, yeah, it's, like, different when you have these, like, former pro athletes who are, like, two years out of college versus, like, yeah, like, I am 33. I have, like, chronic shoulder, yeah. neck issues. Like, 100%. when I do too many exercise classes, sometimes my knees start to hurt. <laughs> like, this is – it's damn it, this is kind of just what being in your 30s is. I think that yeah. I think that you're both right. And Emma, I think you touched on something that that made me react to this badly, which is I often do wish that the guys or the women would be like, I'm not risking this. Like, you know, instead of going into the date being like, this is something that's particularly risky for me, but I'm just going to do it to show that I'm ready for love. You know, no, like care about yourself. Yeah. This show manipulates you into doing things that are unsafe on a regular basis. Yeah. And like, good, good for you for speaking up. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's confusing and frustrating to see it be the same people who have been, you know, taunting other people on the show for not being big enough or for not being, you know, like for not being, uh, physically imposing enough in combat or for not being smart enough you know this idea that like it's okay for Bennett and Ed to um, judge the other men for not meeting their standards of masculinity but then at the last minute they can take themselves out of any sort of um, competitive arena that that poses risk to them that's that frustrates me like I, I would like to see a more holistic sort of uh, commitment to everyone's health and well-being, which well, of course we're never going to burn down gender roles. The binary yes. is a lie. And That's ultimately yeah what we come back to exactly. <laughs> always. And there's so many subtle little signifiers too, like even Wells being like, "Oh, I just predict blood, sweat, tears." Someone calling their mom. And I was like, oh, man, that's just I can't imagine them saying that about women competing in a wrestling date. Like this idea that like it's shameful and weak for men to rely on their mothers or to or lose or to lose. Yeah. To like to to experience suffering, to need comfort. Like it's a joke, obviously. And I'm not saying that like Wells or Chris or whoever is trying to enforce toxic masculinity but like it's just so interesting the subtle ways that we express the idea that it's shameful for men to Mm -hmm. to experience these things that we find normal in in women um yeah right and like if there was the equivalent date with women um you know it would be they would be oiled up but in this way of like watch them pillow fight in the arena and see who's like the sexiest fighter and like it's you know you're not you see in you know depending on on the gender the date might be similar but the way that it's framed is going to be very different and Mm -hmm. I mean look that's why we like talking about this stuff is that it's not specific to bachelor or bachelorette world it's indicative of of that larger culture yeah and it's 
speaking of which, this date was so dangerous. Like, they keep getting hurt. Yes. And they I'm keep like, bleeding. Yeah, you've got all these extremely jacked guys who are covered in oil. They're not wearing any protective gear. And they're yeah. slip slide hurling each other all over this, like, this. The like oil elbowing definitely each makes this more face. dangerous. The oil makes it so dangerous. I was shocked that no one did have to go to the hospital. Because, yeah, yeah. there's so much less control without the normal friction of two bodies. You know, they're just slip slamming all over everything and against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was really expecting something much worse to happen. We do see a lot of scrapes. Yeah. Um, but they all seem generally okay. So Ed backs out. Uh, and then Noah takes Ed's place. So Ed really miscalculated here. Yeah. Uh, or did he? Because Jason looked absolutely fucking terrifying. Um, and <laughs> Noah's True. I more to... I more mean in, in the long run mm-hmm. because, as we know, N- Noah ends up kind of dominating the rest of the date. Right. Um, also, such a good point that Noah is, like, by far the, the youngest. He's yes. 25 years old. And he's just like, yeah, I'm here. My body's spry. <laughs> yeah. It will bounce back from anything. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. Like, basically, Chris is like, will anyone else fight for Tasha's heart? And Noah <laughs> leaps the chain link fence. We've got another fence jump, but uh, not quite as terrifying as the last one uh, on the show. He and does this in jeans, too. Like, why didn't they yeah. get a pair of shorts? It, that, what fun would that be? You know, um, so he's a little bit hamstrung, like his his range of motion isn't isn't quite as broad as Chasen's. And ultimately, the refs have to pick a winner um, and they give Chasen, Chasen not only the win, but I guess the belt for the whole the whole tournament. Who can say what the criteria were? Um, <laughs> but, you know, Tasha's like, Noah, you're so bold. You can come to the rest of the date. The other dudes are pissed. They're so their decision. At this point, Ed says he's not gonna. Tasha's never gonna pick Noah. He's twenty five. She's twenty nine. Again, I just want to point out that Ed is thirty six. He's seven years older than Tasha. But of course, she would never pick someone four years younger than her. That's insane. Even though, like, she's dated, the only men she's dated from this franchise have both been younger than her. Right. I'm like, have you watched this show? <laughs> Clearly not. We all know that women simply can't date men who are younger than yeah. them. But they can date men who are really any age older than them right up until <laughs> mm-hmm. death. Death. <laughs> um, but Tasha spends little time with, with Noah right off the bat. Um, they make out. And then she's like... Noah, there's one thing. And he says, you don't like mustaches? Noah has a mustache. It's a look. I love the mustache. Okay, so I had a deep conversation with my wife about Noah's look. And we both concluded that we really like it. And we're really upset that the mustache is gone. Thank you. I was like, he's got this weird, like, military Top Gun kind of look. And, like, I kind of need him in aviators and, like... His body also looks like that. Like, he's not super ripped, but he's just ripped enough that I'm like, he, yeah, like, I don't know. We, we, we were like... He's much less oh, distinctive without good. the yes. mustache, I thought. I love it. It's, it's like an, a good accessory. Like, it makes him look yes. vintage. There's just something about... And I think it's a well-chosen shape. 
you know, yes. for him. Clearly a lot of thought went into this. She makes him shave mustache. it. She makes him shave it. She's like, no, I don't, I don't dislike the mustache, but I'm curious what you look like without it. Let's shave Which it is tonight. a very coy way to be like, please take that thing off. Yeah, which, listen, she's the bachelorette. She's in charge of their bodies. Um, and it's just hair. He can grow it back. So this is true. Off he goes to get a razor. Um, he seems he seems eager to you know perform for her. In <laughs> he's like, he's amused. He's, he's amused. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, the stakes are low for him. He's he can riff on this. He's like, Tasha asked me to cut away a big part of my life, and it's an ego blow <laughs> because I thought she loved it, and I just want to say, Noah, she should have loved it. It's a good mustache, and it will be missed. I agree. It was a really good mustache. Thank you. I suspect yeah. it's made a comeback by now. I don't know. I haven't checked his Instagram, but I think it it could be back. Um, So she has a couple chats with a couple of her faves while he's gone. He talks to Brendan more about dating after divorce. She talks to Chasen, who says that she's looking muy bonita. Chasen. He's really trying to mix things up vocab wise. Oh, yeah. Um, And she's with Jordan when Noah returns with his razor. And Tasha's like, I really need to see this, Jordan. I'm sorry. You have to go right now. Poor Jordan is just like, just he's just like the working man. You know, he's like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my mm-hmm. best. And hopefully I'll be rewarded for it. I'm like, consistently, he's just, he's just middling. That's just, yeah, unfortunately that's yeah. not. And he got all scraped up during the bout, too. I know. And, and for nothing. Um Ben, meanwhile, hasn't talked to her at all, but he's been rhapsodizing about how he's going to, like, manifest a love story and a rose, and, like, he's waiting for the right moment. He's and like, I'm just gonna perfect. go last. He's gonna go last. I was like, that's always a bad idea. That's it's always a bad, a bad plan, idea. dude. It because is a bad now plan. Tasha is busy with Noah. Again, she's shaving off his mustache, and she says, with great surprise, actually, you look really good. You're kinda hot. <laughs> I was so offended on his behalf. Burn! <laughs> which, like, if someone said that to me um, on a date, I would be what? I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, you seem surprised that I look good, <laughs> A. B, kind of hot. This date's over. He handles it so well, he though, because he's like, but wait, what about my kiss? Yeah. And it is it is a good move. I'm like, okay, She's into listen. it. You're 25, but you actually have some moves. I appreciate this. What's the point of shaving off the mustache if you're not going to kiss the mustache for your mouth and see how it's different? Right. And uh, she returns to the group. Ben still hasn't gotten time, but she seems ready to hand out the group date rose. And Ben is devastated and decides to speak up and ask if they can talk before she gives out the rose. And Tasha does not receive this well. She's like, uh, no, Ben, the night's over. And I was like, you know what? She's probably exhausted. It's probably like 3 a.m. at this point. And she's like, the night is over, Ben. You yes. didn't do your duty of coming to grab me. Yeah. Let's all go to bed. Yeah. She doesn't want a guy to sit back and she's setting boundaries, which I appreciate. Yeah. And like, this is something we we saw with our previous bachelorette too and like i'm surprised ben hadn't learned the lesson by now that that the bachelorettes do not like it when you hang back they want to be eagerly pursued early in the night um and so Tasha gives the rose to noah 
who was not even originally on the date. I Which wonder if they're going to yank him off of this everyone date. off. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are so mad. Do you think so they'll mad. still put him on the second date? Like, I wonder. In theory, he, in theory, he would be on the other group date that's coming up next week. I wonder if Yeah, I, I'm curious about that. I was wondering, like, does he still... Because that would... I mean, if I was the producer who was trying to stir shit up, as right. I'm sure these producers are, that's what I would do. I would 100% put him on another date because, like, he didn't get a full date. Oh, yeah. And then all the guys would blame Noah for being so classless as to <laughs> right. be on two dates um, and be awarded a rose. Imagine the, the lack of class to have the bachelorette like you. Um, first Dale, now Noah. We keep seeing this classless behavior. Yeah. Of being when will the scourge desirable. end? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the, the misplaced anger here also, like, Ben gets really upset at Noah for, like, stealing his time. And I just, I find that annoying. Like, I'm just like, no, this is this is your fault. Like, she like, told you it's your fault. Ben, you just, I do you wonder. just made the wrong gamble. And look, I'm sure also part of this is, like, he shared this plan with the producer. They were like, yeah, yeah, just wait, just wait. You'll get your time. And then they screwed mm. him. Yeah, I feel like mm. often there is frustration with producers that has been sublimated into frustration yeah. with the other guys. Because if production was right. like, you can go last, and then they're like, oh, so- oh, well, Noah came back and like used up that time. So now it's time to you're go to not, bed. You're not thinking, oh, production told me they get me time necessarily. You might just be thinking, Noah stole the time the production had reserved for me. Right. Or you are upset at production and you know you can't say it. So like, Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there. I feel like the the longer I watch this show, the the harder it is to watch these things without being like, production told them to do that, and <laughs> it does take a little bit of the magic out of it, to be honest. But that's my responsibility as an adult watching reality television. Um, any final thoughts on this episode? I thought it was it was like a return to form. You know, like we're seeing Tasha just yes. be a. Um, you know, I really like her. I think she's great. I think she's sort of like that that comforting um, return to more like conventional bachelorette seasons where we're seeing like a handful of front runners and it's unclear who she's going to end up with. And she's like invested in um, seeing through the full journey. Yeah, I thought like, oh, a regular bachelorette episode like it. It was nice to not be stressed out the whole time. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed Claire's time on the show. Like, I think that was valuable. Um, And also, it it was, like, a comfort to, like, get this and to have some moments of levity and some drama. And it just felt kind of normal. Yeah, there's a reason that we we like the regular formula. And I also really like when it's broken for variety but never anything wrong with the classic good old-fashioned straight up bachelorette uh that's why we're all here um and we get to have both this season again like i'm i mm-hmm. love this season Me it's too. a treat yeah. and uh, i guess next week we'll be starting off with a one-on-one day probably because we yeah. just had our first group date of the cycle i do wish that they would get back on a more regular I know that I I have a feeling that because of the, you know, sort of condensed timeline here, we're going to see a lot of confusing. Yeah. Shifting around. 
But, you know, that's what we do for this show. Uh, and Ariel, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. I really, really enjoy this. I listen to this podcast religiously. Uh, my wife never misses an episode. Um, so this was a total joy to be on this. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I hope you can come back soon. Uh, we have, of I'd course, Matt James coming up. Hot on the heels right. of Tasha. Yes. So <laughs> it yes. just keeps going. But thank you again. This was super fun. So now it's time for Feminism Fails. And again, we, we have a good handful this episode. Yeah, this whole episode was just a grappling with masculinity in today's modern world. But we're going to single out a few a few highlights, starting just with the concept of a grown-ass man competition. Um, could have been worse, putting it on a scale from, you know, boyhood to manhood as opposed to, you know, femininity to masculinity uh, is better, I guess. Um still a competition involving men's physical uh, skill and smarts um, as an indicator of whether they're really a man and uh, just generally um, not great. You know, this is something we'd love to see the show just kind of move away from uh, full stop. And I'm going to give that a two. Next, we have Chasen suggesting that Bennett is less of a grown man because he didn't show physical dominance. Again, this sort of goes back to this larger idea that we've been talking about this whole episode, like being physically stronger than another man doesn't make you more of a man or more more of a grown adult. We're going to give that one a three. Um, along the same lines, Chasen and Ed really start poking at each other about this question. Uh, Chasen says Ed has chicken legs. Ed says Chasen wears a small to medium-sized shirt and is not really big enough to be intimidating. Um, These are insults that really just derive from the idea that you have to be really muscular and meaty to be worthy of respect. And uh, we're going to give that a 3.5. And then we see Ivan kiss Tasha while she's blindfolded without warning, without getting any consent. Um, I obviously don't think that Ivan, you know, meant to or even actually did make Tasha uncomfortable. She seemed to be into it. Uh, but if we're talking about what sort of messaging this show is giving to its wide viewership, uh, it's not great. You, We really would love to see enthusiastic consent modeled more often and we did see it a little bit this episode you know with like ben so we're gonna give that one a four always always get consent before you make out with someone and finally uh the wrestling date uh physically fight each other for love is sort of the mission of this date um suggesting that men should prove that they're ready for a relationship by feeding the shit out of each other um it's just an ongoing theme of this franchise um and of our culture as a whole um and it's very damaging uh and uh despite it being mostly just a gimmick so they can do something different on the date uh perpetuates a lot of these really harmful messages so we're gonna give that a four 
And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Arielle Duame Ross, and to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily D. Rose. We'll be back next week to recap the next episode of The Bachelorette. that it's the call of the crave and when the crave calls you know what to do try the five dollar bacon bundle because the only thing better than a white castle slider is a white castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon so pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider 1921 bacon cheese slider or chicken bacon ranch slider and also get a small fry for just five dollars with the five dollar bacon bundle white castle follow your crave Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.